You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Welcome to Nowhere, California Presents, a conversation with Demetrius Steer. You know what? Everybody has a bad day, but not a lot of people will arm themselves with a chainsaw and go on a rampage. That's what you get with uh, the great, intense thriller known as Buddy Hutchins starring uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yes, Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted, Randy from Scream, and a lot of other great roles, Jamie Kennedy Experiment. Today we're going to be talking to one of the co-stars of Buddy Hutchins, Dimitri Steer. We're going to be talking about his career, his life, uh, building his acting career, and also, too, we're talking about the great movie Buddy Hutchins. And as always, I'm just going to be quiet now and let you listen to our conversation. Okay, we are joined now by Demetrius Steer. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Yourself? Uh, pretty good. I had an early shift at work this morning, 4 a.m., but I'm glad to be doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, I guess the best way to jump into everything is the beginning. Uh, when did you start acting? Uh, I started acting, well, I've been acting all my, my entire life since I was a little kid, but uh, professionally, uh, 2003, so I'm getting ready to about 12 years uh, in the business, um, but I mean, a lot of that was, you know, uh, extra work initially, and then, um, you know, I studied at a couple different uh, schools, acting schools out here in Southern California, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of parlayed, and uh, took life of its own. And actually, uh, you mentioned the acting schools and everything. Um, which schools did you go to to uh, fine tune your craft? Uh, well, I started off at uh, excuse me, Julian Baron D W Brown Studio, which is uh, an acting studio out there uh, in Southern California. How much importance would you uh, put towards that time in uh, those uh, acting studios? Say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, how much importance would you uh, put towards that time that you spent during in those uh, acting studios? Oh, it's great because you know initially when you at least for me you know initially getting the business even now sometimes you, you, your nerves are kind of get in the way and your thought process kind of get kind of get in the way and uh, you know those those platforms those schools are great for you know getting up and getting the nerves out of the way just you know really just letting yourself be and just listen to your partner and really just you know the, the exercise that they give you really kind of trains you to be in the moment you know so I think I think they're crucial I mean like I said they, they, that really helps uh, build my foundation and uh, you know as an actor I think you should always always be you know honing your craft always be in some type of school or some type of 
activities or if, if you're not working, something to kind of really, you know, keep that muscle alive. It's just like if, um, you know, like if you're lifting weights or, if you're, you know, if you're bodybuilder or anything like that or playing basketball, it's like you got to constantly give that muscle uh, repetition, you know. So uh, I think it's great. Yeah, basically give it no time to relax or get tired. Exactly, exactly. Because you know what, at the end of the day, someone else is doing it. So <laughs> this town is so competitive and there's so many actors out here that, like, you can't really take, you know. I mean, you can't really, really like, you know, you should be in school or you should be, like, working on projects or should be on set or something. You should always be doing, keeping yourself busy with something and learning something. That way, like, it kind of can separate you from the pack. Yeah, the co-host of this podcast, a good friend of mine, Philip Morgan, is currently uh, working his way through uh, different extras gigs, and he he's one of those ones that keeps very busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, too, especially on the, the extras gigs, is that, you know, you get onset experience. You know, you kind of get, get an understanding of set etiquette. You know, you, you learn how, you know, the behind-the-scenes actually unfolds. So... I think it's great experience as well, too. Definitely. Uh, were there any actors that you looked up to during your uh, development of your skills and time uh, in your career? Oh, for sure. Uh, Denzel Washington is, is, you know, he, to me, um, I mean, no one does it better as far as intensity and just uh, being in the moment. Uh, he's definitely a, 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 a large influence in my career. Paul Newman. I was always a big fan of the movie HUD and also um, Cool Hand Luke, The Hustler, um, Call of Money. I mean, he's, he's been a huge influence in my career. And then some of the, uh, I guess, more you know younger actors now, uh, you would say like uh, maybe Michael Fassbender, Ben Foster. I really like the work of those two guys. And uh, there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, Ben Foster, he's one of the, I, I wish we would see him in a lot more films. Yeah, man, he's, 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 I don't want to say he's underrated, but he's kind of underrated, I think. Yeah, that's, I almost said that, too, and it's just like, but anytime you do see him, he, he's owning the screen. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, 30 Days a Night, uh, I mean, I, I think he's a method actor, uh, you know, I, that, that gets thrown around, you know, very loosely, but I think he's a method actor. I, I actually read an article, I think, for that scene in 30 Days a Night, where I think he's in the jail cell, and the vampire comes, you know, is, you know, I think the, the pain on his face, I think I read where he was actually stepping on a nail or something like that to kind of get that get that feeling across, yeah. get that emotion across. And, I mean, wow, you got to really take your hat off to somebody that, that, that's that engaged and, uh, you know, that talented. Oh, definitely. That committed. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, when you're looking at, when you begin looking at a project, what are some of the aspects that you look at before signing on? Uh... I like to see, well, obviously, who the director is, obviously, who, um, you know, if there's any other stars attached to it, uh, the dialogue of it, how well it's written. Um, you know, a, a crucial thing to me also is, like, you know, what type, what are they shooting on? Are they shooting on a red, Alexa, like, what type of camera equipment they're going to be using, how big the shoot is, how many days. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I like to know exactly who I'm going to be working with, um, kind of get some chemistry because me myself I like to do rehearsals and things that way we can kind of get ingrained and uh, you know like I can get ingrained in my character and like get some type of chemistry with 
take, you know. Definitely, that's a good way to roll with it. Um, with that being said, uh, let's uh, start talking about uh, what led us to this conversation, the great and freaking intense movie known as Buddy Hutchins. Uh, what led you to that project? Well, um, I had read the script probably, I want to say maybe five, six years ago. Um, Jared Cohen, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine. Um, I've had a chance to work on three of his other films, and um, we actually studied together at Santa Monica, developed a great friendship. And uh, when he was writing that project, uh, I had read it, when he finished it, he'd asked me to read it, and uh, I was immediately drawn to it because of the falling down aspect of it. That movie with Michael Douglas is one of my favorite films. And, uh, no, same here. I, 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 I noticed immediately it kind of had that vibe to it. And, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was, you know, talking about getting it made. But at that point, he really didn't have uh, any momentum behind it. No one had actually seen it or anything like that. So it kind of was kind of dormant. And then finally, I don't know, maybe five, six years later, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get this movie Buddy Hutchins made. He's like, you remember you read it a few years back? And uh, I think I might be able to get Jamie Kennedy attached. And he's like, I want you to read it again. And, um covered again and then uh, I think about a month later he gave me a call and said hey we want to bring you on the project for the character Ryan would you be interested and you know the rest is history how would you describe uh, Buddy Hutchins to some of the people that m might not be aware of this movie like you're talking about the falling down aspect of it how would you uh, further the description of this movie I would say it's a thriller slash black comedy um, and I would say actually falling down on I don't think any of the scenes in Falling Down was just, I don't want to say, let's say, grotesque or, or over the top, but yeah, it, it, you didn't see, oh, sorry, my dog was barking. Oh, no worries. You didn't, you didn't have any, uh, you didn't have any things off scenes, I don't think, so, uh, I, I would say it's probably like a, a, a Falling Down on steroids, you know, and then the cool thing, the cool thing also is that, you know, you get to see Jamie Kennedy in a, in a totally different light, I mean, you know, as opposed to, you know, Randy Meeks or... Uh, you know, Malibu's most wanted. You, you kind of get a chance to see him in a, in a more serious approach with a, uh, a comedic flair to it. Yeah, that's the one thing that definitely, when I first uh, was told about this movie and I looked up the poster for it, the poster has Jamie Kennedy standing there with a chainsaw in his hand. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this. I am so watching this. Right, right. So I think every now and then, you know, you, you need to, you know, as an actor, you have to, you know, kind of give the public something completely out of the box that you've never done. The same thing with what Denzel did uh, back with Training Day. It was like completely out of the box, you know. And the same thing with what Danny just did with Buddy. It's like, you know, give him something fresh and, you know, put a complete new spin on. And uh, I, I think it's working really well. Yeah, it does. And um, one of the comments I made after watching it was like, when comedic actors take that type of risk, I always enjoy it, like Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love taking the drama leap. Uh, Jim Carrey and and some of the stuff he's done, and now with this one, Jamie Kennedy taking such a dark, twisted uh, spin with Buddy Hutchins is like that drew me to it very fast. Exactly, and that's that's the key aspect of, of our job as an actor is to be vulnerable, the vulnerability of it. So. When he's laying, his, you know, he's laying himself out there like that. You gotta, I mean, this, 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 I mean, he's a great actor, so you know, he he can kind of, you know, he can pretty much do anything, you know, drama. But his his his, his main thing is is comedy. So it's like that's something we haven't seen before. So I, I applaud him 
thumbs up, man, for, for, for jumping out there and, and taking on a, uh, a more dark, a darker role. Um, speaking of the darker role, uh, you did, uh, you have like, you, your supporting character of Ryan isn't exactly in the cyclone that is Jamie Kennedy's uh, bad day, I guess, but you are a spectator. How, how did you approach that role? Man, you know, I, I honestly approached it as a confidant role. I mean, because in the film, Buddy really doesn't have anybody to turn to. Now, now, keep in mind, it's not like we're the best friends of the world. It's not like that we have this crazy, you know, romance or anything like that. Well, he owes you money. <laughs> What's that? He owes you money for a good he portion of it. He owes me money. He, he owes me money. And not only that is, you know, the way I approach Ryan is that he had a sense of loyalty to, to Buddy. And... And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's just like with anything else. You know, if someone, if, 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 you're a, if you're in a tough situation, your wife's left, you know, you're losing your house, you're losing your business, it's like, golly, man, like, when it rains, it pours. And I think that my character was, you know, there to basically, you know, be that guy you can fall on and depend on when shit got heavy. And, uh, you know, he, he owes me money, and it was good to get that. And he paid me We talked a little bit about uh, working with Jamie and uh, working with the director and writer. How was it working with the rest of the cast and crew of uh, Buddy Hutchins? Oh, everyone was great. Uh, Sally Kirkland, I mean, she's, what, she's a Golden Globe winner. So uh, she was awesome. I mean, all of my scenes were shot with Jamie, but the cool thing was is that uh, most of the cast I had worked with previously, like, uh, um, uh, you know, Sarah Mark Ma- Colain, uh, I worked with her on 12 12 12, and I knew uh, a couple other people from, you know, some previous uh, projects that I'd done with Jared or the Asylum. So it just it just made everything, you know, that much easier because you already have, like, a uh, chemistry or comfort zone with these people. So it was cool. It was fun. It was a very intimate shoot. I think we shot everything in maybe 16 days. Wow, that's a so, tight schedule. <laughs> You're just talking about the schedule with the such a tight schedule and also the dark tone of uh, the movie. What did you guys do to make it make the morale stay up and keep everybody in a positive mood? Oh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, which 
was really cool for me being a huge Paul Newman mark. So it was like, uh, the morale was just great because everybody, you know, everybody was in that zone where we're trying to achieve, you know, making this film. We got, you know, two uh, stars on set, uh, Jamie Kennedy, Scott Kirkland. Everybody wants to bring their A games because you're working with that type, you know, that type of, you know, uh, artists, so, you know, you, you definitely want to up your game, so, everybody was just really flowing on all cylinders, everybody knew their job, and everybody did their job. That, that's awesome, that's the best thing to hear when it's on the set, and especially, you see that more and more with, uh, independent films because of that freedom of everybody yeah, having that same passion. I'll add, yeah, absolutely, I'll add, I'll add, that, add uh, one last thing, too, is that, you know, that's where you get, you know, Jerry Cohn's direction, you know, being able to cast and ship, and also, I gotta take my hand off to, to Richard Switzer. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, might say, okay, well, you're, you know, he's an 18 year old, he's a 19 year old kid, but at the end of the day, he's a very mature 18 year old kid, he's, he's on his stuff, like, the guy is, like, very high speed, so, I was very, very impressed working with him, and like I said, you know, Jerry Cohn, I mean, he's been doing this for a while, so, uh, everything worked great. That's awesome. Um, what are your goals for this movie as time progresses and more people see it? Well, I want I want people to take away from the film, like you know, if you're going through a tough time, obviously you don't want to take <laughs> take the ball into your own hands and go out and do something you know that most people wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I want someone to relate. Like if you're going through a tough time, hey man, you know it's not cool. You know the you know uh, to put people through hardships and stress like that, you know, so it's like, I think what that film really tells is that, like, if, if you screw with the wrong person, you know, you might get, you might get the, you know, you might open up something that, uh, you know, you might can't shut, because at the end of the day, nobody knows what that person across the street or what that person next door to you is going through, you know, I mean, everybody has their own problems, and like, you can't just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, just treat people with respect, just like the golden rule. Do unto others as they, um, what is it? Do unto others as they do unto you. They do unto you. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's awesome, man. Um, before we wrap things up, um, do you have any upcoming projects you want to let us know about, and where we can find you online? Yeah, sure. Um, I had a couple projects actually. Uh, one, we start uh, starting this summer. I'm filming a military film about a soldier coming home from Iraq, uh, you know, with PTSD adjusting to civilian life. It's called Dog Safe Soldier. And then I'm also kind of jumping into the producing game. So I can't really talk too much about it, uh, but got some stuff on the plate that uh, I'm looking to try to, you know, get together a couple films uh, in the production and uh, kind of kind of, kind of uh, work it, you know, in the production angle as well as the acting world. So. I think I think you got to have two irons in the fire, sometimes three and four. So it just seems to be like the, the growing trend now is to kind of have you know two or three, four irons in the fire. You know, you got to keep busy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I mean that's 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 pretty much it. And then also, uh, yeah, I got a I got a little girl on the way too. Uh, my wife and I are expecting a child next month. So oh, congratulations, man! Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So. That looks like it's gonna, it's gonna keep me busy for a while. <laughs> well, at least eighteen years. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is do you have a Facebook or a Twitter? Oh, oh, 
find me on Facebook at actor Demetrius Steer. And then from my Twitter is at Demetrius Steer and Instagram as well, at Demetrius Steer. They're oh. pretty, pretty simple. Awesome. We'll definitely put those in the show notes and everything. And since this is nowhere California, uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but now it's time to pose our trademark question. Demetrius, what is your favorite what the fuck movie moment? My favorite what the fuck movie moment? That's a great question. I would have to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a quote. I'm going to say my favorite what the fuck movie moment was Risky Business when uh, Curtis, I think Curtis Armstrong said to Tom Cruise's character, he said, sometimes you have to not give a fuck because sometimes you have to say what the fuck because what the fuck gives you freedom and then comes from freedom and then from freedom comes opportunity. I don't know if that was the correct word for a quote, but it goes something like that. And that's going to be my what the fuck moment because that quote right there means that everything is about opportunity and being able to get opportunities about having that freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's a good way to wrap it up. Thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Take care.